Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me today. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Those of you in Atlanta, Georgia, I've got to speak specifically to Atlanta here for just a moment, and the rest of you are going to want to listen to this. Kind of blew my mind. Uh, First, I need to let you know at the top of the next hour, uh, the second hour of the show, that's 1.06 p.m. Eastern time if you're listening live, J.D. Vance from Ohio is going to join me. For those of you in Atlanta, I have a homework assignment. If you follow me on Twitter at E.W. Erickson, I need you to take a picture of something for me. You all, this blew my mind. Uh, My friend Abby, who is um, at our um, Tulsa affiliate in Tulsa, Oklahoma, she used to be with us in Athens. She's now out in uh, Tulsa at, at CMG in, in Tulsa. She texted me the other day. She was in Atlanta. She was going to a UGA game. She says, I'm pretty sure I just saw this billboard. And she was going to try to take a picture, and she didn't. And sure enough, I drove past the billboard today. And now, I am an hour south of this billboard now. But if you are driving south on 75 or 85 in Atlanta and you come to the 17th Street exit, so you're headed southbound into Atlanta from north of Atlanta, you're headed into the city, you get to about where 17th Street is in the exit there, there's a billboard. You got to be headed south to see it. It'll be on the right-hand side. This billboard says, um, check your something like, Check your white fragility. Um, it, it stop complaining about the increase in murders. Let me see what, what um, Abby actually said on this one. Um, yeah, um, it, it is white fragility to campaign about the increase in murders. I need somebody... To get me a picture, just put it on Twitter, E.W. Erickson on Twitter. I I want that picture. Republicans, if you are listening, Republicans, if you are listening, here is your campaign ad, uh, particularly if you're in Georgia. this This is a great campaign ad for you. It is your white fragility that is causing you to complain about an increase in murders. That's that's the left's message. That is the Raphael Warnock, Stacey Abrams message. And that is a perfect way. I mean, stand in front of that billboard with it in the background, Herschel Walker, and say, if you're voting for Raphael Warnock, this is the mentality you're voting for. Do you really want that? Every Republican should if you see a billboard like this in your area should be campaigning on something like this that it is your it is your white fragility if you can't complain about an increase in murders really that is there i need someone to take a picture again if you are headed south into the city from north of the city from the sandy springs area from the tp uh, you're coming down to the connector at 17th street there's a billboard it'll be on the right side if you're headed south you need to take a picture of that billboard. I, I am, I, I, I did not believe it was a real thing, and sure enough, it is a real thing. And uh, this, this is something that needs to be documented for posterity. Unbelievable. Now, I've got to spend some time talking about Pennsylvania here on this program. 
We've talked enough about Walker down in Georgia. We've talked about Vance. Vance will be on the program. We need to talk about Fetterman. Because it is very notable to me, the people who want to shame you into not voting for Herschel Walker are very, very defensive of John Fetterman. He's given his first big in-person interview since his stroke. And I want you to listen to this in-person interview of John Fetterman with NBC News. Another pivotal Senate race in Pennsylvania, now considered a toss-up. Our Dasha Byrne spoke with Democrat John Fetterman in his first in-person sit-down interview since he suffered a stroke. And Dasha, this was not a typical candidate interview. No, Lester, because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Can voters trust that you will be able to do this job on day one? Yeah, of, of course. This is Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman's first in-person sit-down interview since a stroke sidelined him from the campaign trail for months. That auditory processing where I'll, I'll hear someone speaking, but sometimes I'll be able to be uh, precise on what exactly that they're saying. I use captioning. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have day in and day out. So you say you're on the road to full recovery. But right now, voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways. When our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's it's really the issue. Right. Well, the reporter is now under attack from the left. I want you to note, because I just played you the audio, the reporter at NBC News says the Fetterman campaign asked for a closed captioning system for the in-person interview. It's not that they did it, it's that Fetterman's campaign asked for it. And Fetterman, in his own words, says he's having trouble processing what someone says into what that person means. Now, you need to understand, this is an effect of a stroke. He's not deaf. It's not that he can't hear the words. It's that his brain can't take auditory response and process its meaning. It has to be in writing. It's something that can happen to people after a bad stroke. And his campaign has hidden his medical records, won't reveal his medical records, and this is only a tip-off to just how badly the stroke has impaired him. And there are a series of progressive pundits and bloggers and podcasters out there saying, 
I've interviewed John Fetterman. I've interviewed. He didn't have this problem. Were they in the same room with John Fetterman? And if they weren't, how do they know he wasn't using such a system? They, they, if they weren't there, they can't see it. And they're saying through these remote interviews, these non-in-person interviews, that he's just fine. Here's an NBC reporter who says the Fetterman campaign said it needed a closed captioning response. A little more here from the NBC reporter, now under attack from the left. We did press for medical records. We pressed for an interview uh, with his medical team because right now we're really taking the campaign's word for his recovery. Uh, we have not uh, received any of those records. We haven't been able to speak to anyone on his team. A complete cover-up by the Federal We know that they exaggerated his recovery. We know that they lied about uh, and downplayed the significance of his stroke. Now, the point here about Fetterman in Pennsylvania is the left is hysterically apoplectic that uh, NBC and MSNBC would betray them in this way. And these are the same people who want to shame you into not voting for Herschel Walker in Georgia. These are the same people who want to shame you into not voting for Blake Masters in Arizona. These are the same people who want you not to vote for your guy, but give them a pass on their guy, a guy who chased a black man down the street with a gun, vandalized the sign of a black-owned business, and has been lying about the extent of the damage of his stroke and needs a closed captioning system to understand what people are saying to him, which he will not be afforded on the floor of the United States Senate should he be elected. And yet the people on the left are like, give this man a pass. He lived off his parents until his 40s. His, his slummy look is, is by design. It is a costume to cover up his background. He did not pay his taxes. He didn't show up for work unless it was to get murderers out of prison. And they want you to get a pass on all, give him a pass on all that. But don't you forgive Herschel Walker for a maybe paid for abortion 13 years ago. There can be no redemption for Herschel Walker. There can be no forgiveness or grace for Herschel Walker. But if you don't give grace, forgiveness, redemption, and a pass to John Fetterman, you're a hateful person and probably a white supremacist. This is the new game of the left. Because so many people of faith vote Republican now, they have a sense of shame. They have a real sense of hypocrisy. If you believe in sin and you believe in sinners, you have a sense of hypocrisy. And the secular left is exploiting that sense of hypocrisy, that sense of shame, to try to get you to sit out races and hand them to the Democrats. You're not allowed to vote. Don't vote. If you vote at all in this race, you're a hateful person. You're a hypocrite. Shame on you for supporting Herschel Walker. You are selling out your values. I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. Still believe character counts. But I have to acknowledge that without Donald Trump, we would not have gotten the votes on the Supreme Court to end Roe v. Wade. We would not have gotten Gorsuch or Kavanaugh or Barrett. Despite all of his flaws, we wouldn't have gotten those. For the Democrats to ignore the problems of their candidates, and it's not just Fetterman's health struggle. This is just the latest revelation that the man can't uh, process auditory responses without seeing the words. 
that's a pretty significant revelation less than a month before the election and early voting starts in Pennsylvania. That's a pretty big deal on the extent of the damage done by that stroke. And it is reasonable to ask if it is, is it reasonable to send a Herschel Walker because he may have done something 13 years ago or may have struggles with mental health. It is reasonable to ask, should we send John Fetterman given that he may very well have serious problems from a stroke? But no one wants to put those two together on the left. And I dare say the overlap is greater, that you have a larger contingent of people who say, don't give Herschel Walker a pass and give Fetterman a pass, as opposed to people who say, give Walker a pass, don't give Fetterman a pass. There seem to be more people on the, on the, the Walker side of things saying both of these aren't great candidates, but Walker's problems are in the past. Fetterman's problems are in the here and now. And that should raise alarm bells. But when it's all about power, the left will seek to exploit shame and your sense of hypocrisy and your religiosity to keep you on the sidelines so that they can get the vote. When Democrats talk about voter suppression, this is actual voter suppression. When they're trying to convince you based on your morals and beliefs that you shouldn't vote in a race because your candidate is repugnant, please don't pay attention to how bad our candidate is. You are having to choose sometimes between the evils of two lessers. And it is a perfectly legitimate response to say, I refuse to do that. I'm going to sit it out. It's a totally legitimate response. And it is one the Democrats are seeking to provoke in you. You just need to keep that in mind. You can choose to vote and there's no wrong in that. You can choose to sit it out and there's no wrong in that. But if you choose to sit out these races, just please understand uh, and ask yourself, are you really doing it because you've decided these candidates are terrible? Or are you doing it because the Democrats have convinced you that your candidate is so bad you shouldn't go vote for and pay no attention to the sins of their own candidate? In Pennsylvania, the Democrats are excoriating MSNBC feeling betrayed by their allied liberal network for exposing John Fetterman's stroke has left more damage than his campaign has said. He has been lying to the public. And the Democrats say, give him a pass. But that Herschel Walker dude, don't you give him a pass. Let's pause and just talk about what's going on in the country for a moment. We got sky high inflation. We got runaway government spending. Trust in Washington is completely eroded. When government is this dysfunctional, you got to change the course of the country. You know you have to. That's why I'm excited about the work Americans for Prosperity is doing. They're focused on policy solutions that actually improve people's lives, unlike so many in D.C. who just want to play political football and have power. Americans for Prosperity doesn't just come up with solutions. They act on those solutions. They have the largest network of community activists in the country. They are out there every day talking to millions of their fellow Americans if you're interested in seeing how you can get started with Americans for Prosperity in your community, visit americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. That's americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. At the top of the next hour, J.D. Vance, the future senator from Ohio, is going to join me. Uh, lots of people sending me the picture of the billboard. Your white fragility is showing. Stop complaining about the increase in murder. Now, I recognize who it's paid for, uh, and it is Citizens for Sanity, and that is a right-wing group. So the billboard 
is not a left-wing uh, billboard. It is a right-wing billboard poking fun at the left. Uh, this is a satire billboard, if you will. So I drove past it and couldn't see the who paid for it. There was little writing at the bottom, but that's what it says. Your white fragility is showing. Stop complaining about an increase in murder, about the increase in murders. And it's designed to provoke a uh, response against the left from uh, you. Uh, this is... If you recall, we had a lady call the other day. There was an ad in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that um, thanked Raphael Warnock for uh, opposing a Marco Rubio legislation that would have uh, only paid for pregnancy services for women. And thanks to Raphael Warnock's opposition, now men could also get pregnancy services. Same group. They're running uh, essentially uh, satire campaigns, if you will, against Raphael Warnock, Stacey Abrams, and other Democrats around the country. All right, let's see. Do I have time for a phone call here? Listen, I got people on the phones who want to talk. Let me let me make a promise to you. If you will all be patient on the phones, I will get to you when we get to the next, uh, after the next commercial break. But I got about a minute here before I have to get into a commercial. And I think it's just wrong, given the topics that people want to talk about, to force them to make their point in less than a minute. My, my producer would say, make it so, but I would rather let people have time for their comments to breathe. So just bear with me and we will get to this. I do need all of you to know there is new polling out in Georgia, all of it post-scandal for Herschel Walker. The race there remains tied. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting that this has not, this supposed scandal, I guess we should say now, has not really moved the needle for Raphael Warnock. His polling average had been up to 3.3%, or up to 3.7%. It's now 3.3%. Republican group Trafalgar has Warnock up one. Quinnipiac has Warnock up seven. The problem here is that everyone, including Democrats, agree they overcount, undercount Republicans by five. So it's really Warnock up two. Emerson has him up two. Fox 5 Insider Advantage has him up three. And you have an AJC poll that has him tied as well uh, that's just come out. So uh, Warnock really didn't gain anything, and Walker could win outright or get into a runoff and win there. It's still very possible for Herschel Walker to win this race even without a runoff. We got to go talk about Omaha Steaks because they are having the semi-annual sale. If you go to omahasteaks.com right now, across the site, you can get 50% off. It's an incredible value, and there's so much to choose from. You get starters and sides. You get desserts. You can even get wine from them. You can get uh, steak, chicken, pork, you name it. Um, if you are interested at all, just go put whatever you want in your cart. You'll see a 50% off tab. At checkout, if you put Eric in, E-R-I-C-K as a promo code, you get $30 off the already unbelievable savings. If you're not sure what to get and you want a great starter pack, put Eric in at the search bar, E-R-I-C-K, and you'll get the fall grill and assortment. You'll save over 50% on that package. It's an incredible deal and an incredible value from Omaha Steaks. They want a lifetime relationship with you. They've been doing this since 1917. That's when they got started. They started the mail order business in the 50s uh, along the, the uh, train passages through Omaha, Nebraska, and then they, they just went nationwide, and now they ship all over. They have an incredible supply chain. They have incredible quality with great prices and if you put eric in at checkout you get 30 dollars off at checkout in addition to the 
unbelievable savings you get with our semi-annual sale. OmahaSteaks.com. Put Eric in as a promo code at checkout. So winter is coming, and I got to tell you, I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you. But in the wintertime, they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff. They're not, they're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bull and Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over 25,000 rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through. And they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. If the fiber sucks, and you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. They used 90% less water than conventional production, zero pesticides, other chemical, chemical, toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bull and Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night sleep in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Trust me, they're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, Boland Branch sheets on every bed. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425, 877-973-7425. I need to enlist you all. Uh, I, I, I just, I need a favor. I actually do legitimately want a favor. Um, if you are not driving, don't do this if you're driving, please. Uh, if you're not driving, will you please use the texting number 33777? And text my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. It's practice for spelling my name. But actually, uh, I'm using this texting system. And I've changed the way the text messages go. And I'm I'm actually just, one, kind of curious how many people will do it. And two, uh, making sure it doesn't crash the server. Uh, so if you <laughs> I actually am, because it, it, it's, it's a text message. So what will come back to you is the link for the daily email that you should subscribe to, uh, where to get the podcast and the live stream, and then how to connect to me on social media. Um, that's what's supposed to happen unless you all crash the server. So you're stress testing for me because I have such a large audience. Uh, text Eric to 33777. Okay, now, as I promised, we've had people waiting patiently on the phones. I want to get to those phone calls. I'm going to start with Tracy. Welcome to the show, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a listener, subscriber. I attended your last gathering August 2019. I signed up for the bourbon event. I ordered some Omaha steaks, and next I'll order an Eden Pure Air Purifier. That's fantastic. Well, and and come next year, please, uh, to to the gathering this coming year. I will. Two questions. Number one, about Tulsi Gabbard. Mm -hmm. Would it have been better for her to have stayed in the Democratic Party and fight for it to return to what it stands for and encourage other moderates and classic Democrats to take back their party from the loud far left? And the second question is, 
Why do you think Mitch McConnell is pouring his his money uh, to campaign against Alaska Senate candidates Kelly Chewbacca? Sorry for the pronunciation. You know, um, he's for Murkowski. We never know how she, which party she's going to vote for, even as a Republican. And uh, the other candidate, Chewbacca, most likely would vote Republican. Yeah. What are your thoughts on those two? Oh, that, that are great questions. Okay, so let, let's let's start with Tulsi Gabbard. Um, Gabbard doesn't have a home in the Democratic Party anymore, whether she wanted to stay or not. Um, let me give you a fact I didn't realize. In 2020, Tulsi Gabbard actually got delegates to the Democratic Convention. Uh, of she won an election and in, in, in a proportional election in the Democratic Party primary for president. She got delegates. Every single Democrat who ran for president who got delegates was given a speaking slot at the Democratic Convention, except Tulsi Gabbard. They refused to allow her on stage. Uh, she was marginalized in the House of Representatives and ultimately decided to run for president as a Democrat because she would not have been able to get reelected through a Democratic primary in Hawaii. They, they kind of, they were burnt out on her and her on them. So it's great to have her leave. What I find notable is the national press would have given it far more attention had she left the Republican Party. They, they did their best to ignore it. You and I saw the news, but the mainstream media largely ignored it in a way they never would if she abandoned the Republican Party. She'd have an MSNBC contract today if she left the Republican Party. Now on the Murkowski-McConnell one, I'm not a Lisa Murkowski fan. But I understand Mitch McConnell. Uh, she is a reliable vote for Mitch McConnell. And one of the things that Lisa Murkowski has done repeatedly for McConnell over the years is she has allowed things she opposes to go to the floor of the Senate for votes so that they pass even though she opposes them. This is one of the quirks of the United States Senate. To get a vote on anything, you have to overcome a filibuster. And Murkowski has been a reliable voter for Mitch McConnell to allow things to come to the floor that she would then vote against. Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh could not have gotten votes on the floor of the Senate without Lisa Murkowski saying, I'll allow it. So in exchange for that, McConnell has always backed her. The other thing Murkowski supports that her opponent does not is Mitch McConnell for the United States Senate majority leader spot. She will support McConnell. She has his back. He has her back. Now, why is this important as well? Because you and I presume that if McConnell threw his weight behind the Republican in Alaska, that the Republican would win. And that's probably not actually true. Alaska may tend to be Republican, but Alaska actually has a big track record of sending Democrats into to statewide races and getting them elected. And McConnell's fear is that because the Murkowski name has so much weight in Alaska and Murkowski has a lot of support within uh, tribes, she actually alienated them some and has worked to get them back. Uh, he, his calculation is that it's more likely if he were to back the Republican instead of Murkowski that the Democrat will get elected. And so he would rather stick with Murkowski, who's loyal to him, who helps him get stuff to the floor that she otherwise opposes, and who will back him as leader, as opposed to the Republican candidate, a specific Republican candidate, who will not vote for McConnell as leader and also might risk giving the Democrats a senator. 
That's the entire calculation there. You can feel free to disagree with it. I'm just trying to explain to you that's what he's doing. Now, back to the phones we go. Susan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Susan. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, on, on the Fetterman um, candidacy, why are the people of Pennsylvania, I mean, I, I feel like they're kind of getting shortchanged in that working in the Senate or the House, is, those are very long days that require a lot of endurance. And and he has an obvious hindrance. Um, and, you know, he's not with, how's he going to listen to debate on the floor? How is he going to communicate with his staff and constituents? I mean, face-to-face communication. Um, and the other thing is, too, I mean, he's not really firing on all cylinders. And it's, it's you know, it, you only have two senators. So you, if you have one, I mean, it's not as if it's someone who has a hindrance, say, like Max Cleland had or Greg Abbott, because they were still able to do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, I just tend to think that I understand the point that you're making, Susan, and I agree with you. And the problem is that it's all about power for the Democrats. They, they don't care that Fetterman can't process auditory responses. What they care about is he will vote. However, Chuck Schumer tells him to vote. It it, honestly, it's very similar to a lot of Republicans in Georgia who think that, um, that that Herschel Walker has issues, uh, mental health issues, and probably uh, other brain issues from being a football player for so long, and they don't care because he'll vote the way Mitch McConnell tells him to vote. It, it's This is all about power for both sides. And whether you or I think that it should be, whether we think that it should be up to the core competencies of candidates, uh, the, 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 at this point, a lot of people think, no, 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 this is just, um, this is a situation where it is about party power and we've got to, we, we got to vote for the R or the D in order to maintain control or not. Um, I, I thought I had the, the clip for Charlie to cut up, and I, I guess I didn't. Let me see if I can find it. Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe this morning uh, was talking about the Walker race. And, of course, on Morning Joe, they are they deeply, deeply disparage Morning Joe. Or they, they deeply, deeply disparage Herschel Walker, rather. And they essentially Joe Scarborough was talking about, I can't understand people who would put this guy – um, in the Senate because he's just not a smart guy. He clearly has issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the problem that the Democrats don't understand by and large is that it's okay because you're doing the same thing. I mean, for a lot of people, it's okay. I got problems with the quality of both sides' candidates. But I really have a hard time telling anybody that you can't vote for Herschel Walker when the other side wants abortion on demand that you pay for until the moment of birth, believes that the United States is a systemically racist nation to this day, claims to be a reverend of Jesus Christ and rejects the doctrine of redemption and grace. How can you vote for a man like that who will set policy based on a false gospel of a Jesus he created versus a guy who actually believes in the God of the Bible 
and is a sinner who admitted it, wrote a book about all of his sins and documented them and asked for forgiveness. I, I Look, I, I think there's a real difference, and I think that it is those who are like, I can't believe people in Georgia would vote for this. How could they vote for this guy? Using shame to suppress your vote. And I, I look, if you are just find all the candidates repugnant and don't want to vote, that's on you. But don't be shamed into doing that. Jessica, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, Jessica. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, okay, so I am 39 years old, and I have never voted until the last presidential election. And after Trump got in office, I really started paying attention to politics, like really started paying attention. And I was just wondering, do you think that there is enough of us that have been woke, woken up to what's going on and how politics affect our everyday life to make change in this midterm election. Well, Jessica, first of all, you got to be careful how you say that because some people are going to say you're woke. <laughs> oh, no. You, you, you woke up. Well, I am yeah. woke. I'm woken you, up. You, 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 you woke up to what's going on. Listen, um, I think it's it, when, when the economy is going well, your 401k is doing well, you can afford to fill up your car with gas, and you can buy groceries. Um, I think that, yeah, you as a voter can kind of tune it all out and say, okay, people are picking good people. But when the economy goes to hell in a handbasket, you can't afford gas for your car and you can't afford groceries anymore. Suddenly, yeah, you do wake up and you're like, wait a second, I, I got to play a role in this. What's going on? Who's in charge? What do they do? And you start getting educated. And I, I've got to say, so in the 19, early 1980s, the reason there was this generational shift towards the Republicans is exactly what you're asking about here. You had a lot of people who sat everything out. They didn't like the Republicans after Nixon. They sat everything out. They let the Democrats put Jimmy Carter in. And then suddenly the country went in the tank. You had gas lines and OPEC boycotts and the like. People were like, wait a second, I got to put my hand on the steering wheel too, and I've got to play a role and yank the steering wheel mm -hmm. back to the right and get us back on the road. I, the Democrats are hoping that young women will do this on abortion. The problem is that abortion doesn't affect their life on a daily basis, but grocery prices mm -hmm. do. And so I really do mm -hmm. think you're going to have people who are like, wait a second, uh, we've been letting people pick this. We wanted to go back to normal. We let everybody pick Joe Biden, and instead of sending us back to normal, he ran us off the road. I got to get the car right. steering wheel and put us back on the road. So, yeah, I think we're going to see that. And now, I've never been polled, ever. And I know a lot of people who have never been polled. Like, so how can yeah. they say that? Like, so, I've never been polled, and I'm a Republican, so I'm voting. I will look. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, with the way pollsters work, it's you're very unlikely to ever get a – do you have a Do you have a landline in your home? No. Okay. That's See, that's part of the issue here. Um, if you have a landline in your home, you're more likely to get a pollster, and this is one of the flaws oh. with polling these days. Um Pollsters are not allowed to call your cell phone unless you have somehow uh, given some permission or there's a rule in the FCC that if they actually have a live operator dial your mobile phone number, they can pull you. But what pollsters okay. like to do is they use random generated phone numbers by a computer and they just keep calling until they get enough people automatically. Well, the random number generators aren't allowed to call cell phones. They're only allowed to call landlines. So you won't get those polling calls. Um, hmm. There are detailed campaign pollsters 
who do detailed campaign polls, who do call cell phones, but they're few and far between. And with 10 million people in Georgia, the odds of you getting one, if they're only looking for 500 people, is probably pretty small. So they happen. Yeah. They're just, they're less likely. Hope that explains it for you. It does. Thank you. I love your show. I found you and I absolutely love you. I listen to you every day while I'm on my lunch break. Well, look, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, and have a great day. Now, uh, we got to take a commercial timeout. Before I do, I need to tell you guys, uh, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm saved me last night uh, because uh, I went to a uh, place where there was lots of cigar smoke. I might have had a cigar, too. And I got back to the hotel room. I realized I really stink. So I took a shower, and I got out of the shower, and I realized that, well, all of my clothing smells like I have been breathing cigar smoke on it. The hotel room stunk. So I tell you guys, I keep my Eden Pure Thunderstorm in my suitcase, pulled it out, plugged it in, wiped out the cigar smell in the room. It works for litter boxes, for smoke odors, works for kitchen odors. It works for frying odors. It eliminates odors. It really works. I use this product myself. I keep it in my travel bag. It's small. You can plug it in with a USB cord in your car. Right now, you can get three of them for less than $200. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and on the front page of the site, you'll see a discount code box. You put in ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. You will get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You will save $200, and you'll get free shipping. All you do is go to the website, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code box is on the front page of that site. You put in ERIC3, click OK, and away you go to get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. Hello there. Uh, hello to you who are listening in the state of Delaware. Um, multiple people from up there did texting Eric to 33777. I kept seeing 302 area code. I was like, who is 302 area code? It was just one person. I thought, well, it's probably someone in uh, one of my listening areas who actually has a, hasn't updated their cell phone number, but now I've seen several of them. So some people up there are listening, and I'm glad to have you. Uh, the phone number here is 877-973-7425. Uh, those of you on the phones, I'm going to see if I can squeeze in a call from you here real quick. But for all of you, now about 2,500 of you have texted the word Eric to 33777. If you want to subscribe to my daily email, you should do that. Text Eric to 33777. Click the very top link and subscribe. Now, here's the thing. We are about to announce our annual gathering. The date is set. The hotel venue is set. The invites are going out. My paid subscribers to my email are going to get a massive discount for a couple of weeks before anybody else can get a ticket. But you got to be the one of the paid subscribers. And if you want to do that, uh, we'll make it worth it. Uh, it's only $70 for an annual subscription to the email, and then you'll save some real money on our annual gathering for next year. Come see Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, and the like. Just text Eric to 33777. Click that top link and subscribe. Let's see, real quick. Uh, Barry, I want to go to you. Uh, yeah, Eric, you know, our uh, Republicans' uh, weak point is with women, and I think they should be running ads where the candidate looks into the screen and says, this is addressed to mothers and especially mothers of daughters. The Democrats are all on board on this transsexual thing. They're going to be pushing through uh, legislation to make it illegal to keep a biological man from participating in female sports, which also means uh, biological men will be in the dressing room with your daughter. And my, I would say in the ad, I would say, 
what will you say to your daughter when she loses a scholarship or an all-American status because she had to participate against a, a biological man? And whoever it is, send me, send me to Washington, and I'll make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, and Barry, I just think as, that would be a great ad. A matter of fact, uh, my buddy Cole at Frontline Policy Council, somebody tell Cole I got the name right, has done just such an ad. This is an outside group, Frontline Policy. I played it the other day. I'll play it again for you, I promise, uh, after J.D. Vance comes on. Uh, and they make that point that Brian Kemp and Burt Jones fought for legislation that would keep uh, biological males from competing with your daughters for their scholarships for sports. And the left, of course, hates the ad. Uh, Frontline Policy Council has done it. Uh, and others, I think, should embrace it. Uh, I'll play the ad after J.D. Vance. When we come back, the future senator of Ohio, J.D. Vance, is going to join me. If you subscribe to my email, I will push out that exclusive interview here after we've talked to him on the radio.